Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 187 of Soundwave. I'm your host, Matt, joins the host, Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. We're here. Sorry, we missed a week there. A bunch of stuff going on in my life, our lives, everything. But uh, we're back at it. One day late. It'll be coming out. We got it. We're good. We're good. Back on track. Uh, how you been, bud? All right. All right. Doing fine. Just doing a lot of work. And been a lo- today was a long day, so here I am. Here we are. I don't think we did. We we recorded before New Year's, didn't we? Or did we? I don't even remember. We recorded like the day before New Year's, I think. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, because it came out on like the third, I think, is what it was. Yeah, something like that. I hope you all enjoyed that show. That's one of our favorite shows we put together. For it's always the, a lot of fun. Year end extravaganza, whatever we do there. Well, yeah, New Year's was fun, I guess. We did our, our usual things. Yeah. Played yeah. some games, ate some chilies. No, what did you make? Did you make chili? Yeah, I made chili. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was a little spicy, but it was good. Yeah, apparently it was too <laughs> spicy for a lot of people. It wasn't as bad as like that one year that we had it, but it was. It was. I kept saying it was that. right there. It was. It was getting there, but no, I could eat a bunch of that. That was good. Uh, fuck what? Fuck what have I been doing all this time? Uh, I saw the Mandalorian. I, oh, I you really finally watched it? it? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, also saw the uh, the Witcher. Oh yeah, I finally finished that. It took me about four episodes until I actually got into it. I uh, I watched it one sitting, like I did the Mandalorian. You watched what? Uh, in one sitting, I just watched <laughs> it all. Like it was like uh, last weekend, I watched The Witcher in one sitting, and the weekend before that, I watched Mandalorian. In one sitting. I do, I do have to do Mandalorian. That's for sure. Uh, Witcher. My problem with it was the back and forth, back yeah, and forth no, time, that's and kind of a mess. I don't know why they couldn't just. Uh, talk about the past at once and then go into it like if it would have been better if they had like if they did jump around if they would have done like episode by episode yeah instead of in the middle of an episode and you're like I, wait I am i get, in this time period i kind you know? of understand why just so like you get all the characters introduced. That, i was supposed to give you metal gear solid i forgot oh. that at the house oh. don't worry i found right. it though i got right. it i got it uh yeah everything about the witcher though the feeling the aesthetics everything i thought it was really fucking cool i but. really enjoyed it uh like the timelines kind of where it was confusing until you finished it and then i was like all right this is Really, could, had a, I feel like they really could have done it a lot dogs. better than yeah, they did. They could have, but uh, uh, next season they're actually not going to be jumping around like that. Okay, because they already have everybody introduced. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I was totally invested by the end of the series. Like it took me a long time. Everybody's talking about how fucking great this thing was, was, and so I'm sitting there. This is terrible. <laughs> Henry Cavill was amazing as Geralt. Like, he was. There was a times I was like, amazing. he's kind of, eh. but yeah. Otherwise, he totally had the role. One hundred percent. It's like. I've never, most of the time I wasn't thinking like it's, oh, it's Henry Cavill. And we guess like, oh, here's a Geralt. So just yeah, Cavill. right, right. Well, it's because, well, Henry Cavill is like an amazing actor. And I it's loved, just like you often get stuff. I thought the Bard was the best, like, addition. Like, he was. Dandelion. Yeah, he was amazing. Uh, I didn't really like the actress that played uh, the main witch girl. Jennifer? Yeah. I, I thought she was fine. I, she grew on me, but I, there was something about her that just kind of like, eh. No, I uh, I kind of I liked everybody. Everybody yeah. in the thing was fan. All the actors were fantastic. I thought it was definitely fun. Uh, it's kind of like a Game of Thrones, but one I could actually watch. <laughs> I didn't just get bored with. It's uh, Game of Thrones was only because I was invested at the very beginning. I think that's why. Um, I think the only movie I've seen since we last recorded was uh, 1917. Did you see that yet? I have not. Uh, I was absolutely 100 percent blown away with that movie. Uh, one of the things that directors are starting to do more often is uh, doing the extended long scenes without any cuts. And uh, I thought they did a miraculous job in there. The other problem is when I'm watching those, then I'm also focused on, oh, when's that cut? It's They're hiding it strategically. So, like, there's this dead horse, and I guarantee when the camera went by the dead horse and came back up again, that was a cut in the scene. But the scenes... Some of them, like choreography to have everybody in the trenches all in their exact same place where they should be and what they should be doing. 
as the people are walking by for a split second. I know it's it was really cool. I don't know. So I'd recommend seeing 1917. That was pretty cool. Uh, concerts. I don't think I saw any concerts. Hmm. Games, books, movies, anything you? Uh, not, not really. No. I didn't really play any games. I think I downloaded Dark Souls on the Switch, but like I only played it a little bit because the controls were uh, the, the controls for like confirming stuff on like the Switch menu is like uh, one button, but like in the middle of Dark Souls, it's mapped to a different button. Huh. So and like it's the one on Dark Souls when it's mapped, what's for confirming is like what you usually you would use for a PS4 or Xbox or whatever, Just like an X, which is normal. But like when I've been, I don't know, I'm somehow conditioned to the point where like when I use a Switch controller, I confirm with the other button. Oh, okay. So, like, so is even that though, just even, a Nintendo though, thing? It's like, just like just I just adjusted to it. Oh, okay, okay. So even if, even though there's a similarity between the controllers, when I have that Switch controller, I'm pressing the wrong button to confirm mm-hmm. it. So like, it's not fighting the enemies that's difficult for me in this new Dark and playing Dark Souls again. It's the fact that uh, I have to fight the menu every time. Like, oh, I and that is <laughs> just takes the, that much longer. <laughs> and then I do things like, oh, uh, I just unequipped everything instead oh, of uh, no, e- instead yeah. of like, equipping a different item. <laughs> Shit! And then you, yeah, I suppose you can't pause it in the middle of combat if you just unequ- uh, unequipped everything. <laughs> well, normally I don't I don't change equipment. Yeah, I know, in the I know. Panels, but, but going into it or anything yeah. too. No, otherwise, yeah, it's been January, gloomy, gross. It's not been too cold, so that's good. But yeah, it's been the gloomiest. Uh, actually, it's been the gloomiest January. I saw some article in years or something. We've only had like one day of sun, and you leave in the darkness, don't well, you? Well, we've had like, but on the other hand, how much? How many days of snow have we had? Not that actually, many. Actually, we've had more snow than yesterday than last year at this point. Last year had very little snow. But then we had that humongous snowstorm that last it was like a whole month of snow that happened later on. Yeah. But right now we're we have more snow just in a large longer amount of time or something. I don't know. It doesn't feel like we've had that much though. No, it's I've shoveled only a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh what have you been listening to, bud? Sure, I can pull that up. Pull that up. So uh the first album I've been listening to is Magdalene from FK, FKA Twigs and I Really enjoyed this album. Really, I, I, I enjoyed all of it. This first one you're about to play, they played on the current a bunch, and I can't get into it. But how does the rest of the album compare to it? Like it's there's some similarities. It's not, it's not all exactly the same, but uh, so yeah, this is uh, "Home with You" from FKA Twigs.
See, like that part of the song, I love, but that other stuff, it kind of—it's hard I for like me to that, get into. Uh, I like that juxtaposition. Uh, and here's another one off that album. This is "Fallen Alien." In the blazing sun, I saw you. In the shadows, hiding from yourself. When the lights are on, I know you. See your grave from all the lies you tell. I was waiting, waiting for you. So the outside, in the shadows, hiding from yourself. When the lights are on. have to give her a chance it, it's definitely interesting that's for sure yeah uh I, yeah it's i think it's my the favorite one i've listened to over the last uh really month. yeah the uh there was a little uproar at the uh, grammys uh because usher did a tribute to prince yeah and uh fk twigs was the uh pole dancer in the background so they never acknowledged her and then sheila e was on the drums who has been prince's like number one person throughout the whole career and all he did was introduce usher on the stage and I'm like, wait a minute, that's Sheila E back there. Why the fuck wouldn't you introduce her? And I didn't even know who the pole dancer was. And then I heard that on The Current the other morning. They're like, yeah, nobody, they didn't give any recognition to anybody else on stage except Usher. Wow. And he did an amazing job, but, you know, just what, one what of those he, things. What, what was performed? Uh, Three songs. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, it was like Raspberry Beret. Uh, all, all the hit. There wasn't. It wasn't Purple Rain, though. He didn't do Purple Rain. He did, like, three of the other main hits. Uh, 1999, I think was what I don't know, but he did an amazing job. Yeah. So and uh, let's see. Uh, so yeah, another album I listened to was uh, uh, I think you had recommended this uh, one of our recent previous shows, Vagabond from Vagabond. Uh, here is Full Moon in Gemini. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I listened to this album a few times. Some of them are a little too off the beaten path for me, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of them that are really good like that. Yeah, and uh, here's another one off that this is Water Me Down. God, I love this song. You know me better than that. You know I hate it like that. It really waters me down. You know me better than that.
such a fun song. Uh, I think, uh, if I remember right, two weeks ago, or however many weeks ago we did this, uh, I played this song as one of my ones, and I think there was only like thirty to 40,000 views. It's oh, yeah? now at 169,000 views. That's good. That's amazing how quickly that stuff uh, can happen. Uh, my first one is Michael Kiwanuka. I'm going to see him on Monday, actually, and uh, I saw him at Bonnaroo a few years ago, and he was really amazing. Uh, Cold Little Hearts, one of his big songs, and uh, this one's from his new album, and it's called Hero. It's on the music I guess they killed my Cool. He just has this classic old sound that I really like about him. Uh, the album before this one, I am absolutely in love with. Uh, I've given this one one time all the way through, and they're just picking shoes every now and then. But yeah, it's 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 quite good. It's quite good. Uh, and then I'm super super excited for this new album to come out. Uh, March sixth is when it comes out. It's called Superstar, and it's by one of my new favorite artists, Carolyn Rose. Uh, I've ranted and raved about her numerous times since I saw her last year at Bonnaroo. Uh, frick, this new song already has 200,000 views on it. I didn't think she was going to be that big anytime soon, but, uh, here she comes. Here's her new hit, uh, Feel the Way I Want. Listen to her forever. I love her. Carolyn Rose. Check her out. All right. Let's get it started here into the music news. Well, it's January, so I guess even though we missed quite a few weeks, doesn't really matter because not a lot happened. I mean, it's barely January. It's yeah, uh, February 1st is tomorrow. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Ozzy Osbourne revealed that he's diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Uh, in a new interview with Good Morning America, Robert Roberts and his he in a new interview with Good Morning America's Robin Roberts, he and his wife Sharon disclosed that um, he received the diagnosis last February following a fall. 
Uh, I feel better now that I've owned up to it, uh, to the fact that he has Parkinson's. Uh, I ain't going to go anywhere yet. Ozzy suffered a number of health issues in 2019. Early in the year, he was hospitalized and forced to cancel tour dates due to complications for the flu. But uh, there's a new album coming out, and a tour is still planned for this summer, and Marilyn Manson is to open. I really hope he doesn't croak before then, because I get to take my dad to Ozzy Osbourne and Marilyn Manson in July. Um, Ozzy Osbourne also, uh, his new album, uh, Ordinary Man, is out February 21st. He's now shared the title track from that album, and it features a duet with John uh, Elton John. Uh, it also it all just came together, Ozzy Osbourne said. Uh, when I was writing Ordinary Man, it reminded me of an old Elton John song, and I asked Sharon, and I said to Sharon, I wonder if he would sing on it with me. Uh, we asked, and lo and behold, he agreed, and he sings and plays piano on the song. Here is a bit of that. Remember, I'm still here for you. does kind of sound like an old uh, Elton John song, actually. So that's kind of cool. They both really still got their voices. I don't. Well, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like Ozzy's not as like that. He's as definitely quite produced. Be. But uh, yeah, when I saw him, I think it was 2017 for that Black Sabbath tour. He sounded just like fucking. Yeah, yeah. He still he still has it. Uh, Elton, he went down to is that a baritone? Elton's higher, right? Yeah. Baritone's lower. So he went down to baritone instead of that rail. So he's got to sing at that key. But yeah, they still got their voices for sure. Um, let's see here. After leaving demos, videos, and memorabilia scattered across the internet for over the past few decades, Radiohead are tidying up. Uh, the Rock Visionaries have established Radiohead Public Library, a free online uh, compendium uh, that puts rarities, visuals, and other artifacts all in one place by years and album releases. Uh, I was taking a look at this uh, the other day, and it's quite fascinating, actually. It's uh, You basically scroll through until they basically first started. So, like, you can go to the In Rainbows era and go there, and it shows you everything that was released in that time. Uh, what came out with the King of Limbs when that album came out? They released the Daily Mail, and, like, everybody that pre-ordered this received some random letter in the mail. And it was, like, a newspaper that had a whole bunch of stuff. Like, so people were like, holy shit, what's happening with Radiohead? Uh, so that you can do, they have a PDF of each one of those. Uh, they have both the Bonnaroo concerts that they played, one in 2006 and one in 2012. You can watch the whole things on there. Uh, any kind of demo that happened before they were started is on there. It's pretty freaking cool, and it's the Radiohead uh, public 
Radio Hood Public Library. So yeah, I, I dived in for like two hours and I was I was way into it. So check that out if you are a Radiohead fan. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think the only other person that's kind of done that is a uh, um, Neil Young, and he created the Neil Young Archives. And you can go by all his demos and stuff and just listen to it. But this is more visual and audio, and it, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. The Grammys happened. Uh, I actually watched this with my family uh, when we were uh, talking about getting stuff set up for my grandma's stuff. And uh, it was pretty funny because my uncle Don and my dad and stuff, are they could care less about any kind of pop culture thing. So it was like the back banter going on at the back table. We're all watching this, and we're all just laughing hysterically how shitty this thing is. But uh, one of the cool things, Lizzo only got one. Uh, but she was up for, like, seven awards or something like that. But uh, both of us, like her, Billie Eilish, uh, the 18-year-old music phenomenon won her first Grammy Award on Sunday before sweeping the show's top four categories, becoming the youngest artist ever to do so, and only the second artist ever to accomplish the feat following Christopher Cross in 1981. In addition to the Record of the Year, the three other awards are Best New Artist, Song of the Year, and Record of the Year. She also won one more that was the Best Pop Vocal Album uh, for her debut. Uh, at 18, Eilish is the youngest artist to win the award. Her uh, brother Phineas also took home her Producer of the Year. So that one album took him six Grammys home. That's kind of crazy. It, when stuff like this happens, I always think like I think that the, produ- like the producers behind this event are trying to get more know, people right? to watch. It's that, yeah, that... Since 1981, that's never happened before. Yeah, like, like I, I definitely get like it getting like a couple of awards, but like sweeping the show like that, it yeah. feels like somebody's trying to draw in more people. However, yeah, I, I, most of the ones that she was up against for Lizzo for, I'm like, yeah, Billy Eilish, I'm all for her because, yeah, but, uh, yeah, either way, congratulations yeah. to her. Like, that's pretty cool, but yeah, I don't know. The Grammys is the Grammys, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, congratulations, Billie Eilish. We both enjoyed the album. It's yeah, a great both album. Those, both albums uh, made it on my uh, mm-hmm. list, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact Friend that her brother Phineas also took home Producer of the Year, too. And I think also that something that they took into account was that these two did the whole album by themselves in their bedroom. Yeah, that is actually kind of crazy. It's like so, they managed and, to And do. to take the world by storm by doing that, I think... Yeah, that's pretty cool that they won all these awards, actually. So, and uh, did you know that she's doing the new Bond Bond uh, song, actually? Really? Yeah, for huh. the new movie coming out. I didn't know because they're like talking. I started scrolling through. I'll definitely hear the song well before I ever see. Yeah, that I know, movie. right? <laughs> like we're talking about years before I see that movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's the thing. I didn't know she was going to be the uh, new one. So. Uh, Pearl Jam's new album, Gigaton, is uh, coming March 27th. The band offered the first taste of new music for the album. The song is called Dance of the Clairvoyance. Uh, Gigaton is Pearl Jam's first new album since 2013's Lightning Bolt. The band recently announced a tour as well. They are not coming here. Here is Dance of the Clairvoyance. I actually like it a lot. 
I'm I'm kind of intrigued to see uh, what the rest of that will I'm sound like. I'm as interested in it as I am with any Pearl Jam song, which is not a whole lot. I don't know. I liked it. I don't know. It's a little bit different from what I'm used to. Them. I've never really cared really? for a Pearl Jam. I have a I have a soft spot for them in my heart, I guess, mm-hmm. or in my ears, whatever you want to call it. Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, after announce, oh god, yeah, this this happened all today. Basically, it started on Wednesday. After announcing a handful of shows, the band uh has a. I put two articles in one here, and I guess I failed <laughs> miserably. Uh, after announcing a handful of shows, My Chemical Romance have finally announced their full comeback tour. Uh, the North American trek planned to begin in Detroit on September 9th and then run through October. Uh, tickets are on sale now, and good luck getting them because as of one hour ago, they are f- completely sold out. Yep. I did not buy a ticket today because I was so pissed that every ticket, the standard price ticket was $200. And uh, next step up from there was $460, and that was the first 10 rows of the lower level. And then the lowest price ticket was uh, $56 plus fees in the top, top, top of the arena. So I said a big F you to them and did not buy a ticket to theirs, and I've seen them many times in the past. But yeah, the the internet's furious right now. Uh, mostly they're all bought by scalpers, because it's the first show they've announced in the 10 years they've been on hiatus, and I guess they have a newfound, I don't know, frick, all the young kids are obsessed with them now, because emo is not really a thing anymore, and they're like... It's the, not, is it? They're like the beacon of that teenage I guess emo. I don't know. I don't know what teenagers yeah. these days are into. Well, I found out when I went to that uh, Galaxy Con, you know. the. Some... You know what I do know that teenagers are into? What? Memes. Memes, they are. All they teenagers are, all are into memes. memes. But yeah, they, they played the Black Parade as I was walking through the crowd. Something They had like a DJ in the back. And all of a sudden, all the teens just come out into one and they start doing a little mosh circle in front of the speakers there and singing the Black Parade. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't heard this song in fucking... 12, 13, 14 years now. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I really wanted to see him, but uh, I'm, there's no way in hell I'm spending that fucking kind of money. And congratulations to them, I guess. After six hours, they fucking sell out every single date they put on there. So yeah, that's pretty wild. I was not I was not ready. Yeah. I looked on resales. Uh, floor in Minneapolis right now is reselling at $600. Normally, they were $200. New York, they're upwards to $4,000 to $6,000. So, uh, holy shit. Yep. Wow. I don't know. If, like, I spent less on my car. Yeah, I know. Like, what What the fuck? Uh, and, yeah, the, see, and I think the thing that makes me so irate about this is that Ticketmaster can do whatever the fuck they want uh, because they own basically all the big arenas in the U.S. So to even start the rates out of that, I can't, I can't be pissed off at them that bad. But at the same time, like, they also agreed to do all these shows. Uh, but yeah, fuck Ticketmaster. Just a big fuck Ticketmaster. So yeah, that's that. I think we can all get behind that. Yeah. God. Yeah. Facebook's irate. We're all irate. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, sad news. Neil Pert, the drummer and lyricist of the iconic band Rush, has died. He was uh, 67 years old. His death was announced on January 10th by spokesperson uh, Elliot Mintz, who said that Pert died on January 7th in Santa Monica. Uh, Pert has been diagnosed. He was pri- he would he had been diagnosed with brain cancer, uh, and he battled it for three and a half years, which was pretty cool. Uh, Rush released in the statement, uh, "It was uh, with broken hearts and deepest sadness that we must share the terrible news that on the on Tuesday our friend, soul brother, and bandmate of 45 years, Neil, 
has lost an incredibly brave uh, three-and-a-half-year battle with brain cancer. Rest in peace, brother. Uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau also saluted Pert on social media. We lost a legend, but his influence and legacy will live on forever in the hearts of music lovers in Canada and all around the world. Rip Neil Pert. The only person in Rush that I could name by name. Yeah, I don't know their other names either. I, don't. <laughs> I, kn- I knew N- Neil Pert. So. Yeah. Uh, I was just yeah. Me and Casey were just talking before it came, and he said he quite regrets not going to that last uh, last uh, farewell tour that came through what two years ago was it now? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh well, shit. That's why. That's why I always try and buy tickets to those those older bands like Ozzy. This because he doesn't seem like he's going to make it much longer. And me and Mom are going to go to but uh, all those drugs pickled his organs. You, you thought so, but I don't know. I guess I created Parkinson's instead. I I don't know. You don't have to be doing drugs to get Parkinson's. I know that could just be a different thing he got for other just because he it's just true. got it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, then me and Mom are going to Elton John too. Just getting those those big names out of the way, you know, before before stuff like that happens. And I have regrets, like David Bowie. Uh, and onward and onward. You don't have any news, do you? I do not. All right, let's go to the weekly theme. Welcome to the weekly theme. The theme this week is movie songs, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I love this one because I immediately thought of my all-time favorite movie, which is Almost Famous, and I almost had a whole slew of five songs from Almost Famous, but I decided not to. Uh, Yeah, I didn't want to do any themes this one. I wanted to do, like, greatly placed songs in, like, movies and stuff, so hell yeah. It was a good theme. I liked it. I don't remember the details about it. So when I was making my li- about when I when we introduced the topic last episode, so I was like, "This must be about songs that have something to do with the movies that are, t- are tied closely to the movies." Mm-hmm. Which I was pretty sure what you're all yeah, did. same idea. Yeah. Yep, yep. Like some, so you could have one written for the movie, or you could have one that was just placed that well in a most movie. Most of mine are pretty in your face about like which movie they're from. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, either way, you can start it out. But well, this is actually a case of the song coming out well before the movie. Uh, oh, almost 20 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Stand By Me from Benny King, uh, from, which uh, you might also remember hearing in the movie Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. So here it is. That we look upon Should tumble and fall Or the mountain Should crumble to the sea Such so a great much. song. Uh, I did something a little different too, and I took all the scenes that they were used in because most YouTube, if that happens, has a scene that it happened with. Uh, this first one, not much happens besides the music, but 
it's the most iconic scene from Donnie Darko and the reason why I love this song to death. The song is by NXS and it's called Head Over Heels. Uh, when Donnie Darko goes to school, the school bus opens up and he walks out of the back of the school bus and starts showing the entire school going to this song. It's kind of in slow motion. And the Not teachers... the Donnie Darko song I was thinking of. Which one were you thinking of? The uh, something, the Gary Jules one. Oh, no, yeah, that's that. No, this one is iconic for the movie. That's yeah. the scene it's actually in. And it kind of sets the stage for every character that's going to come throughout the rest of the movie. So, uh, yeah, the placement that uh, I think it was something Kelly, Richard Kelly put in there. It was, it was perfect. So uh, here's Head Over Heels, Donnie Darko. Well, it makes sense. I don't know if you want to see the video, it's like, So yeah, it kind of just sets the stage, and it's really well placed in the, song, the movie. So yeah, whenever I think of Donnie Darko, I usually put that song with it. Scott. Yeah, so uh, my uh, next song is, well, the best James Bond song there is. Is it? From which, I don't know, I don't even remember any plot details from the movie Live and Let Die, but is I know the song. This is the one when they're in France, maybe? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Casey's probably up there like, <laughs> you guys! <laughs> That matters as much as any James Bond plot does, which I don't care about. However, every James Bond movie has a great song with it, usually. Usually. But this one. This This is Live and Let Die from Paul McCartney. Nice. But if this ever changing world in which we live in makes you give in a cry, say live and let die. into the rest of the great song uh that is by far my favorite part of the paul mccartney concert i've seen oh yeah the fireworks pyrotechnics ever they hit it's so really bombastic when they got it's it's so fucking cool and i just remember looking over to my dad when we were watching it and he was doing the whole old man head shake like oh yeah yeah and then the fireworks just like whoa yeah it was really cool paul mccartney is amazing live yeah like uh like i was telling you earlier that uh like 
a view to a kill from like Duran Duran, like that, like eventually like started growing on me, but like it's not even close to no. Live and Let Die. Well, Live and Let Die is like its own standalone great song, yeah. too. Like, I don't really go and listen to A View to a Kill too often. No, yeah. I don't. Or any kind of like Shirley Bassett. Every or once anything. in a while, I would like hear it on the radio. It's like, it's starting to grow on me. Mm-hmm. Well, even like the Adele song, that's one that I don't want to listen to either. Like, I, you know, I like the Adele song. I like the one that was for Casino Royale. I can't remember. Yeah, didn't one. Madonna do one too for the Pierce Brosnan one or something too? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't remember any of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Well, we got Billie Eilish coming up for our next one. So is it going to be somber and slow or is it going to be upbeat and fast? Or Who both. Knows? Or both. All right. Uh, my next one. Oh, it's got to be hip to be square. Uh, it was used so greatly in the movie American Psycho. And uh, here's the clip from that movie that makes it even better when he's about to go kill and murder Jared Leto. In 87, Huey released this for their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square, a song so catchy. Most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! so good just here like all the way like when you started like with Hugh Lewis and the news one it's like you know I can think of at least one other one that'd be like would fit in our list perfectly what's that oh the uh, back to the future oh back in tower time. of love well that and back in time that was one they also did because oh, okay. they were just a part of the back to the and future. they all sound the same they do sound the same <laughs> the other one I was gonna pick <laughs> but this one's so perfect because he actually kills Jared Leto here uh would be Susu Studio uh, or Sisudio, and that's when he's like introducing, and Phil Collins is best hit of all times, I think, is this one. And uh, then he goes and has sex with all the two girls in there. But I think this one's the best one when he just like, straight up, boom, you weren't expecting that to happen. Such a, it's, every time I ever like see more stuff about that movie, it's like, this movie looks insane. It's and very how insane. Is, like, I know like it had to have been popular, but like, Wow. No, it, it... it's only got cult status right now. And, and, and back then, no, it was it wasn't that big. No. Yeah, it, it, like the thing is, is, like it feels like it's one of those, like it like doesn't. It's iconic now for sure. It, it, it especially was, like, with, it was kind of like ahead of its time in some ways. Especially with Christian Bale, like it nowadays, who he is now, you know, like to see him at like that, and then that's twenty years ago now. Like, like we really love our ironic movies these days. Yeah, we do. We do. And that was the first one, one of the very first ones to be like the female director and everything that people still talk about to this day, like a female director horror movie that was actually a mate. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't know it was a horror movie. Well, whatever you want to call it. That car, that I, I've seen that like business card scene so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you got? Uh, my next one is uh, Will. It's from the Sneepers featuring Diesel. 
David Hasselhoff, and it's Guardians Inferno. It's actually not from the Sneepers. This is that's just the fake band they have for it. Uh, this is the uh, song that played uh, at the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, uh, and it basically has most of the cast, uh, and uh, it also has David Hasselhoff, of course, who is also the, uh, uh, the part of the cast in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. So here's Guardians Inferno from the Sneepers, featuring David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Getting down and dirty with a pussy on loader. Got no people skills, but he's good with motors. That weird thing by his side, an infantilized sequoia. The two of them who walk by, people say, oh boy. They ask me why I'm bringing a baby into battle. That's really irresponsible and getting them rattled. I said, give me a break. Get off of my back, damn it. I didn't learn parenting. My daddy was a planet. They did a really good job with that. Yeah, everybody is like dressed up in crazy seventies garb and like for seventies music video garb. Mm-hmm. I should clarify. The uh, yeah, that, that, and it's all like VHS quality. For some reason, David Hasselhoff has transcended like generations. And Chris stuff. Pratt like couldn't be there filming that day, so like he's like just green screened in as like a dancing tin robot. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, okay. he at the very end of the video, like he uh, takes his his uh, mask mm, off. Okay, okay. The, uh, but yeah, he also had that for that Kung Fury movie too. That one, what was it called? Uh, something. Oh, the Kung Fury movie. David Hasselhoff had a song for that one too. He was in Kung Pao Under the Chicken. No, Kung Fury. There was there. It was the like, oh yeah. Oh now I know what you're talking about. Kung Fury. It was like the Lords like, of the. That's like fifteen, like the like fifteen twenty minute long movie or whatever. Yeah, like, like and then yeah. he did the 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 sound the main song for whatever. And it's that like, movie is insane. Oh, it's so good too. The drive, yeah, riding the frick. Isn't it like the the main guy is like partner like a d- dinosaur or something? Yes, yes, it is. Kung Fury David has. I need to know what that song title is now. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. It's uh, True Survivor. Yeah. Because you, whenever you play the Proto Man, it always reminded me of the True Survivor song, and yeah, hell yeah, it's it's awesome, it's so good. <laughs> All right, uh, back at it. Uh, my next one is from the Kill Bill Volume One movie, and uh, there's a lot of really iconic scenes. There's almost, a lot of different ones that could be on here. I know in any Quentin Tarantino movie, like I was listing off all the ones in my head, but there's this one that I always refer back to just because it's a song you don't really think about too often. And I found out they had it on the jukebox, so I've been playing it a bunch at Emma's lately. And uh, it is when she f- beats all the, is it the 86ers or the 88? Right, yeah, what the are they called? 88. The crazy 88s. And then she finally goes up to Lucy Lou and they go into that snowy scene. And then it starts with that uh, Spanish guitar going and stuff. The song is actually a cover of Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood by a, a Latin artist. Oh, yeah? Uh, but you never actually get to the singing part in it. So I found that out at the bar. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a cover of Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. Uh, but, yeah, iconic scene. So freaking cool. When that guitar starts up and they take their swords out and then start going at it. I love it. Do we get some lyrics this time around? Oh, you don't get any lyrics oh, in the not, movie, no. I, I just picked no, the clip oh, again. You do, oh, you took the movie I, I, I took all the movie clips for these ones.
but yeah, there's a lot of buildup in that scene. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's that song with their legs. Uh, I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. So it's that song. Yeah. Uh, so I recommend checking that out. I'm trying to remember who the singer is. There was is a it. lot of good songs I know. on that. Uh, and I mean, I could have picked the one where they're cutting off the ear in the, in the Reservoir Dogs as I well. I don't remember any of the ones from uh, part two. But that's just because I only saw that movie once. The in, one part, part yeah. two once. In uh, Reservoir Dogs, when he's cutting off the ear, I think it's uh, Stuck in the Middle with You is being played yeah, or something yeah. like that. Uh, I was thinking anything from Jackie Brown where Pam Greer's walking, uh, the David Bowie song Cat People. Like, Quentin Tarantino knows how to use movie, music in movies. So, it, yeah, this one's the one that always kind of sticks out to me. But, yeah. What you got? So my next one is uh, from something that, like, well... <coughs> Growing up, I saw a lot of the Highlander TV show. Like it would just be on TV all the time. Like so, and you know, guess what? Uh, what song they used for that? They used the same one that was used in the movie. Did they? And what was used in the movie? It was Queen playing Princes of the Universe, oh, and this song so good. is so much fun. So it's he, like uh, they knew what they failed upon in Flash Gordon, but it's a really good song that Flash Gordon. Yeah, I enjoy it. But they fixed everything and made Princes of the Universe, which is like a million times. And if anybody yeah. has not seen this music video, they you need to see it because it also has the guy who played uh, the Highlander in it. Like he crosses his sword with uh, the singer for Queen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I've never watched the it's, music. The video. music video is kind of crazy because it has like shots from the movie, but it also has. Just the, I can't remember the actor's name. Christopher Lambert. Yeah, there you go. It's okay, Christopher okay. Lambert up on like on stage two, like just in his trench coat That's and everything. Awesome. It's just insane. Uh, yeah, lightning everywhere. It's when great. I first saw Queen on your list, I'm guessing you probably know which movie I thought you were going to pick. No, no. Bohemian Rhapsody with uh, Wayne's World in the car. No, I've never seen Wayne's World. Really, really. Wow. Yeah, that's like the most iconic scene ever. All of them singing in the back of the car. Nope, I've right. never seen it. Well, uh, for the movies, Lost we got <laughs> we got Princes of the Universe by Queen instead for Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> Makeup on in that video, I bet. I it's bet. later on in their career, I think. Yeah. Way later, yeah. He was he died pretty closely after that. I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, what do we got? Another song that reminds me of a movie to a T would be "Lust for Life" by Iggy Pop, and that is the opening to the Train Spotted movie where he talks about choose life, choose a career, choose this. Uh, they're running down the street. Uh, one of the best best openings to a movie uh the other song i was going to use was perfect day and that's when he injects himself with heroin that makes him overdose and then he falls into the carpet it's one of the most cool freaking scenes ever they actually like tape two pieces of carpet on the sides of the camera to make it look like you were with him traveling the whole way but i chose the opening segment and that is uh lust for life by iggy pop in the train spotting movie 
Choose life. Choose a job. Choose a career. Choose a family. Choose a fucking big television. Choose washing machines, cars, compact displays and electrical tin openers. Choose good health, low cholesterol and dental insurance. Choose fixed interest mortgage repayments. Choose a starter home. Choose your friends. Choose leisure wear and matching luggage. Choose a three-piece suite on higher purchase and a range of fucking fabrics. Choose DIY and wondering who the fuck you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting on that couch watching mind-numbing, spirit-crushing game shows, stuffing fucking junk food into your mouth. away at the end of it all, pissing your last in a miserable home, nothing more than an embarrassment to the selfish, fucked up brats that you've spawned to replace yourselves. Choose your future. Choose life. But why would I want to do a thing like that? Oh, yeah, that's my favorite movie of all time right there. Uh, what do you got? So, uh, my last one is, you know, it's uh, from the Breakfast Club. It's uh, Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. listen to that song forever every uh, time i hear it i just think of the breakfast club though yeah yeah, yeah. That, that scene though and it just stops right yeah. there with his hand up in the air so good uh and then when he first said we should do this one this song came to my head immediately uh my favorite movie of all time is almost famous for sure i lied about train spotting but uh yeah there's a scene in there when the party's over they get him back on the bus because he wants to quit the band, and then they make him all happy again, and Tiny Dancer is played in the background. It's one of the most beautiful scenes, and it makes me cry every time when I'm watching the movie. And also, uh, Mona Lisa Manhatters, that's another one that's really great from the movie, too. Everything everything about this movie is my favorite. But uh, Tiny Dancer sticks out to me all the time. When you think about a movie and you think about music, I put those two and two together. So Elton John, Tiny Dancer in Almost Famous. <laughs> Out in the street And in tickets out for gone Turning back She just laughs The boulevard is not that bad Stand 
go home. Count the headlights on the highway. You are home. Lay me down and she's a Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, Almost Famous. If you've never seen it, it's so freaking good. Uh, one of my favorites. Anything else you'd like to add to this? Uh, no, I don't have anything else to add. All right. Uh, change it up uh, tonight. I wanted to play a song uh, that reminded my grandmother. She passed away last uh, Thursday, and we had the funeral this week. I didn't get a chance to play this at her funeral. Uh, it's from Pearl Jam, who you're not a big fan of. But uh, when this album came out freaking 10 years ago now, this song always reminded me of her, and uh, I always thought about I'd maybe try and learn it for her funeral to play on guitar, but I don't play guitar for the life of me. Or I just wanted to play it for there. So uh, here is Just Breathe by Pearl Jam in honor of my grandmother, who this always makes me think of her. So here we go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes are released every other Thursday. The theme for our next show is... I think it's time to do a remix. What does that entail? That means uh, choosing uh, songs that are remixed. We don't have to mix them up ourselves. Oh, okay. Perfect. Good. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, That's too much work. We're not doing that. That's way too much work. All right. I got that. Remix. That is our theme for our next show. I don't mind that. That's pretty cool. Uh, for updates and more information of Soundwave, uh, go like us on our Facebook page at Blind News Studios, uh, or you can even follow us on Twitter at Blind News Studios Ninja. Our flagship show, Department of Defense, is still live every Sunday evening. Come join in the fun at blindninjastudios.com slash live. This show and all of our other shows are available to stream on our website at blindnewsstudios.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes so you never miss a show. If you just can't get enough of Soundwave or Blind Ninja Studios, you should help support us. Uh, at the bottom of our homepage, click on, Patre- click on uh, Patreon and sign up. It works like a monthly donation service where you can pledge any amount that works for you, even as low as a buck. Also, if you're doing your shopping on Amazon, uh, don't forget to stop by our homepage first and click on the Amazon link at the bottom. Do all your shopping like you normally do, and when you check out, Amazon kicks a lot of money towards us. It doesn't cost you anything. It's pretty cool. You should do it. Questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at uh, feedback at blindnewsios.com, or even easier, message us on Facebook. We'll see you again in two weeks. Sorry I was getting a little emotion there at the end there, but uh, we'll see you in two weeks. See ya. Did I say that I need you? Did I say that I want you? Or if I did, I'm a fool, you see. No one knows this more than me. Cause I come clean, I wonder every day as I look upon your face. Everything you gave and nothing you would take Nothing you would take Everything you gave Did I say that I I come cleaner 
Side. 